Beth and I want to thank our friends who have really helped. Uh, Kevin Harris, you're going to meet Kevin. He he is with uh, Dominion Outdoors right up here. It's a lot of folks local would know him. If you don't, he, he and I have been friends for about 30 years. And not only uh, is he part of that store, he and Todd, and Todd is here, um, but he's a man of God. And we have been in doing ministry together for quite some time. I want to thank him. And I want to thank those who have served us here tonight, with Holly, Ben, and Emily, and just want to thank Nicole for serving us tonight. Beth and I couldn't do it without our friends. I'm sure you have good friends too. And then I want to thank real quick my family that have driven up from Daleville. <laughs> and uh, this is Jim, Jim Randy. And we were like, we were college roommates too. It's like two hillbillies trying to keep those college people from getting too highfalutin, weren't we? That's exactly right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Lisa, we love you guys. Thank you. All right, darling, come up and greet folks if you would, and then we'll get, we'll get rolling. Well, thank you guys. I know Brad's already said thank you for coming, but um, truly from our hearts, we are very, very grateful and appreciate that you've taken the time out of your busy lives to come and have cake with us and see a little bit more about what we do. And it, it, you truly are um, a very integral part of us being able to do what we do. So we are grateful and we just hope that you really enjoy the evening and thank you very, very much for coming out tonight. Bless you. So basically, I'm going to show a video that will carry the bulk of the weight. Um, I have footage from around the world and people have graciously sent videos in to help me explain what we do. Um, I'm basically the door opener for me. There's a banner over here that says digital cocaine. I, for those of you that may not know, I'm an author and a researcher is one of the things that I do. I was asked to enter into a collaboration at the University of South Africa in their research and neuroscience division. So I bring research projects to the table related to digital addiction. We study it. And then I move on to Australia where I work with law enforcement. And you'll see some of this. We do tours to keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening in the culture. And of course, we look at Barna and Gallup and all those other things. For the purpose of what I really do, I'm ordained as an evangelist. And all of that really is the door opener for us to share the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And you'll see that on the film as well. But I just want to go over a couple of things about this, what I'm calling the new mission. Um, so Sam, that's the cover of the book. Let's go to the first slide. Some of the most disturbing things right now, and this is recent research from the 360 Institute and Barna, the Barna Group. The current crop of students, those born from 97 to 2012, only 4% of them have a biblical worldview. And that cuts across the Christians, too. So we have a, a large group of kids in our Christian schools who do not have Christian values or a Christian worldview. In other words, they don't filter things through God's word anymore. Then when you look at the millennials, some of those millennials would be their parents. Uh, only 6% of them have a, have a biblical worldview. And it really doesn't get any better, even with the older groups, uh, the Gen X and the Baby Boomers, 7 and 10% respectively. So we've got a brand new mission field right here in America, right under our nose. And that's what we really want to start to target. Because of COVID, you're going to see a lot of international things. But we've not traveled for a year, nor will we be able to this entire year, at least. But even before COVID, God was dealing with our ministry for me to spend a lot more time in America. So it was traditionally six months on, six months out of the country, running around the world. But we started to spend, plan to spend more time in America anyway to focus because of this. So next slide. Because of COVID, now the numbers that, of churches that were closing 
was already gaining, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of steam even before COVID, but then COVID really exposed a lot of weaknesses in the church. And Barna, the Barna Group has revealed to us that in the near future, up to 20%, which is one in five of our churches, will likely close its doors never to reopen. So Christianity in America is waning. And so we, we have a brand new mission field right here, and that's what we have been focusing on, but we really want to target that. This is also very disturbing. As you well know, the government is pressing the church really hard and in every sphere in this country with LGBTQ. But in the Gen Zers, those born from 97 and 2012, surveys have been done. One in six now identify in some way with LGBTQ. In other words, they favor it and they're struggling. Uh, I go to Los Angeles Friday to speak at a conference uh, uh, Saturday. And the speaker before me, I've, I've spoken with her before. We've been on the same ticket to speak before. She is a former lesbian, and she speaks about gender dysphoria and, and those issues very powerfully because it's such a huge issue. And this is a Christian conference because it's, it's everywhere. But that pressure coming from the government and the LGBTQ, their message has gone through Netflix. It's gone through all the kids' favorite series. It's gone throughout the Internet, of course, YouTube, to where now it's become part of their discussion it's what they it's just common for them so we want to see god move amen and see a revival come if you saw the, the the documentary the social dilemma or if you've even seen some of the research that's put out uh from gallup and barn and some of the other groups it is very disturbing because when i'm doing school tours it's very common for kids to come up to me and show me their cuts they're hurting it's a strange thing and i I explain to them neurobiologically why they do it. They actually get peace from doing it. It's a strange thing, but whenever we injure ourselves, the body helps us to cope. The brain does, and it releases endorphins. And so they cut because their world's in utter chaos and turmoil. And they'll cut themselves, and temporarily they'll get peace. So to make matters really bad, the number of girls who have been admitted to the hospital for self-harm or otherwise cutting or and in some other fashion harming themselves has gone up in that age group 62%, and in the really young ones, even some are preteens, it's gone up 189%. Next slide, and to make matters worse, suicide is up 70%. My friend Chris uh, at our city elders meeting told us Friday, and he I was talking about this, uh, it's a meeting that we have with pastors, and Kevin will talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Uh, he works at the funeral home in Stanton, and there were four suicides that he dealt with, I think, last week alone. These in young people. So we want to see God move. And so what I do with the brain science, it's just a door opener for me to get into their world because we understand why, in large part why they're doing it. But when you talk about the cutting, the self-harm, and the suicide, these numbers that are hard numbers trace back to one thing, and it's social media. But we also know how to undo it. It's through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. So that's what Brad Huddleston Ministries is about. So I'm going to show you a 15-minute video to have some friends around the world um, to show you exactly what we're running around doing uh, before we ask you to consider uh, supporting us in whatever way you possibly can. Good evening, friends. It's a great privilege to speak a few words about Brad Huddleston's ministry. 
I hope you have all enjoyed the dessert evening. I wish I could have also tasted some of those delicious desserts. Uh, but anyway, uh, greetings from Sri Lanka. Uh, I met Brad on a bus uh, in South Africa. Uh, he was one of the speakers. I was one of the participants. And one day they had a uh, they, they went out on a trip, and uh, Brad ha- happened to be sitting close by, and we started a conversation. And then he came and sat next to me. And as if we had known each other for years, because we started sharing a, a lot of, you know, the uh, a lot about life and about some of the challenges of life. And then uh, at the end of the bus journey, I asked Brad, "Would you like to come to Sri Lanka? I can organize a, a program for you." Because I often wondered, why are all the great resource people in the West? Uh, even if you look at marriage, and you know the the, the Dobsons, the Parrots. And here is bread in the West and the East. Uh, our countries need so much of teaching, good teaching like this. And I was amazed. Brad took up the challenge, and he came to Sri Lanka. Uh, I'm very thankful to all those who partnered us. World Vision uh, leads Sri Lanka, uh, because it was not easy to get a big name like this to our country. So basically. Brad was taken from school to school. Some of the Anglican schools, some of the Methodist schools, some of the schools in Colombo, some of the schools in Kandy, and uh, he did two, three sessions sometimes a day. He was exhausted actually in the Sri Lankan heat uh, because we broke each school group into different age groups, and he uh, he was able to rap with young people very, very well. And then, of course, in the evening, he would talk to the parents, and these parents had a lot of concerns that their children are sometimes addicted uh, to, uh, uh, you know, the screen. Uh, how do they help their children out of it? And parents were blessed; they came in great numbers. As for the young people and the children, some broke in tears. Some came after the program and said, "Brad, I'm addicted. Uh, please help me to get out of screen." So it's been a wonderful two weeks that Brad spent here. He, he had a great impact. Even the media wanted to meet him when they heard he was here. My dream is that Brad would return to Sri Lanka. A recent research shows that during COVID, uh, the, the number of people who watch porn has increased rapidly. And uh, I know he's written a book on pornia. And I know if he could be taken back to those schools. Uh, it would be a great blessing to young people to be released of porn. I also know that we have a dilemma today. All teaching is online, with schools being closed. And I really like to hear what Brad has to say now to parents and young people uh, in the light of the new development. So I do uh, believe that God has great plans for Brad, uh, and is greatly supported by his wife Beth. And I trust that this today's fundraiser. Would be a great achievement because you are investing uh, to release young people from the addictions to screen. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the evening. God bless you all. Well, it's so great to come to you all the way from South Africa, as you join with Brad and Beth Huddleston during this time of uh, COVID and uh, the challenges of lockdown. But I am so 
excited about the theme of your evening tonight, Hope 2021, because I believe that is what the message that Brad brings uh, gives to so many young people and adults around the world. We've been privileged to have both Brad and Beth with us here in South Africa as they've spoken at our educators' conventions and then also at the student convention where young people were challenged by the message that Brad brings about digital cocaine and the addiction. If ever there's been a time for the ministry that Brad and Beth uh, conduct together to flourish, in fact, to thrive, not just to survive, it's now. I think that we'll all agree that technology has become so much more of a part of our lives as a result of the pandemic and the dangers that associated with that uh, technology influx are so real. And so I want to encourage you as you spend time together, as you just uh, take time to consider supporting and donating to Brad and Beth's ministry, that uh, you would ask the Lord for guidance and wisdom and you do something practical because the ministry that they are performing is impacting lives around the world, definitely has impacted lives here in South Africa and across the African continent as well. And we trust that you would join together with us, with Brad and with Beth, in making sure that this message gets to those that need to hear it. God bless you, and we thank you for the ministry that you're involved in, Brad and Beth. We appreciate you. Thank you for everything you're doing. Hi, my name is Jeremy Woody. I'm the principal at Ridgeview Christian School here in Stewart's Draft, Virginia. Just want to take this moment to mention to you the impact that Brad has had on our ministry here and on me personally. Brad has been on the cutting edge of putting out the warnings of what effects digital devices are having on, on individuals and on society as a whole, especially kids, teenagers, and young adults. I'm so thankful for his willingness to to put out the research, to do the work, to illustrate uh, the, the impacts uh, in very relevant ways. And I know that our, many of our parents have, have been truly impacted and have put, uh, put action to these warnings that he has given. But what I really appreciate is Brad's pastor's heart. Even though his focus has been on the biological aspects of what's happening in the brain, what he understands, what he conveys is that ultimately the cure is a matter of the heart, a redeemed heart through our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful to call him friend. I'm so thankful for the chance to get to know his heart as well as his expertise. And I look forward to see what God will continue to do through him and Beth in the years to come. Thank you and God bless. Good evening, everyone. Um, I'm Sergeant Nigel Dalton from the Mackay Police, uh, serving the Queensland Police Service in Australia. This is where it really all started with my relationship with Brad. Um, quite a few years ago, I came to one of his sessions. He thought I was going to arrest him, and uh, 
We then suddenly realized we had a passion for looking after children in, uh, on the internet. The uh, main purpose of uh, my little chat just now is uh, really to encourage you to support Brad in every way you possibly can. Uh, with the change of our travel environment, being able to travel around the world or even travel within the States, it's uh, restricting Brad's work and I know that uh, financially he must be really suffering. So what I just ask you to do is uh, give generously. Brad's uh, work is tremendous. We all have um, a passion to make sure children are safe, but Brad's passion is deep and meaningful. Um, we have three things in common between the two of us. Firstly, we have beautiful wives. And secondly, we absolutely love a good cup of coffee. But thirdly, we know that God has put us in these positions because it is uh, where he wants us to be. We're serving the Lord as best as we can in uh, the environment that he's put us in to the best of our ability. But sometimes we need a little bit of help from our friends. So I'm just asking you now to give generously to Brad's uh, ministry. Have a really good evening and hope to meet you all sometime soon. Saying good day from Australia. My name is Brian Fitzgerald, and I'm the Discipleship Director at Grace Christian School. We've been blessed over the last couple of years to have Brad Huddleston share with us about his research regarding technology use, screen times, and the effects that, the, that those things have on the brain. And I would just say as a teacher, I've really appreciated Brad's uh, way of presenting his research and the effects that those things have on us in a way that makes it easier to receive. Uh, the fact is most of us don't really want to be challenged on our screen times and on our use of technology. Uh, I think we tend to live with a, an unawareness of how those things are physiologically affecting our bodies and the quality of life that we have. Uh, quite frankly, I see Brad's research in his ministry as a integral part of the advancement of God's kingdom in that these things are important for us in order to best represent Christ and to be the best image bearers that we were created to be. I'm so thankful for his ministry. I'm thankful for his research. I'm thankful to have seen its effects in the lives of some of our students who have made some of them very radical adjustments in their habits and in their technology use. Um, I think it's been a challenge, uh, but we've seen the fruits of that at our school, at least to the at least to those who took uh, those things very seriously. I know I've made adjustments in my own life as well that I've seen some benefit from. Brad, I appreciate you. I appreciate your prayers for our school. May the Lord continue to bless Brad Huddleston Ministries and all that you do to advance the kingdom of God. If you're here today and you're struggling with digital addiction in any form that I've been talking about, I want you to stand and let me pray a closing prayer over you of healing and deliverance. Would you just stand real quick, please? If you're struggling with this in any form, just stand up. God bless you. Just stand up. Humble yourself. Swallow that pride. Don't be destroyed by it. 
and just stand up and let me pray for you. God bless you. That's right. Some of you are surrendering by lifting your hands. You can do that too if you choose to. God bless you. God is not angry at you. He loves you. That's why He brought me here. He loves you deeply. So if you're struggling on any level with these addictions, stand to your feet and let me pray with you. If you feel in that tug in your heart. The other thing I would say if you're here today and you've never invited the healer whose name is Jesus to come into your heart for the very first time. And you're saying, you know what? I need to get things right with God. And then I'll deal with this. I want you to stand to your feet too. Let me pray with you. Anybody, you need Jesus for the first time. God bless you, sir. Stand up. Just stand up and say, yep, I need Jesus. God bless you. I need to get saved. I got to start at the starting point. God bless you. People are standing. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation and rededication. I would like for all of us to pray it out loud in support of those who are standing for salvation. And then I'll close with a prayer, a final prayer of deliverance. So can we pray this in support of those who are standing for salvation? And those of you who are standing for salvation, you be sure to say this to Jesus out loud. You ready, congregation? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I have sinned. Please forgive me. Come into my heart. Change my life. I believe that you died on a cross and you rose again for me. Be the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and lead my footsteps. And I confess that Jesus is Lord. Now let me pray a closing prayer over those of you who are standing for digital addiction. Father, honor the humility of my family here today. The Lord just prompted me, some of you need to stand. Stand now. I'm not even looking. Just stand up and get in on this, please. Humble yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, honor those who have swallowed their pride. Break that addiction, for it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. Restore relationships in the home. Give parents wisdom in making the changes that we talked about today. And then honor them with a massive, massive dose of intimacy with God where you are more appealing than anything this culture could ever hope to offer. And then help us after we detox to come back to technology and find out where it actually fits and where it's healthy and not addictive. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray these blessings over my family. Amen. God bless you, family. Love you. The openness to the gospel and for repentance. And We come home. And it's very frustrating here. But God working all things together for good, when COVID hit, obviously all of that which you saw has just stopped. And naturally our attention will just increase here at home. I have been in the most far reaches of this planet. And I, you know, out of sight, out of mind, it's sort of a natural thing to be disconnected from family and friends. And you sort of can get out of touch being gone months on end. My friend Kevin, I never once felt disconnected from him. And, uh, you know, we need our friends, don't we? And I have good friends. But with Kevin, something very special was always there with him. And the support financially kept coming in. And he, he's on fire. He never lost his fire. And I don't think I have either. <laughs> and uh, so what has happened since I've come and had to stay home is that Kevin and I have uh, 
really gotten back together, and he's going to talk to you about some of the moves of God, or particularly a big one that we experienced together many years ago. But our hearts are to see God move, and I can't think of a better, I wouldn't want anybody else to speak tonight to you except Kevin. Would you please make him welcome? Love you, Kevin. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you um, to everybody that came out. I know everybody's busy, and I know life is busy, and so thank you very, very much for taking your time to be here tonight. Um, also, just want to thank Brad and Beth for the honor of getting to speak tonight, and uh, just to be able to partner with you guys and serve you. It's, a, it's an honor, and I'm just grateful. Um, why should we support Brad Huddleston Ministries? That's why we're here. Why should we support Brad Huddleston Ministries? Let's go back to the beginning. Brad was being used on the radio through youth events, his church. And God used him to touch many lives in this valley. He's already told you we've been friends for over 30 years. But one thing I appreciate about Brad and Beth, that he has always preached a message of repentance and holiness. And that's, that's not common. And believe it or not, it wasn't common 30 years ago. And it's really not common today. It's unbelievable how the church in America has changed in the last 30 years. Not in a good way, in a bad way. And I don't think it's by accident that Brad and Beth are actually here, along with other missionaries and other ministers that are actually, in, in, in their hearts, they're stuck here. But I believe that it's probably the will of God to bring them back here to help us get America back on the right track. I'm hopeful anyway. Amen. I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I really believe with all my heart, if America does not experience a revival, if the church of Jesus Christ does not experience a true revival in the heart, as Billy Graham said, that if we started accepting different genders and different lifestyles, that America, as we know, it was going to implode from within. It wouldn't be an adversary from without, but it would be us uh, basically destroying ourselves for our for our walking away from god and and i believe that god has brought these generals and captains or whatever back to america and i believe he's going to give us one more chance that's my that's just my belief and i so i'm thankful that you guys are here you know i appreciate you guys you know god really connected us at an event um actually this fall i believe is the 30th anniversary of war games uh tells you how old we are praise the lord but uh you know, War Games was, uh, was a crazy thing uh, thought of by a few Young Life leaders back in the day that came together and we said, we want to get all the Christians that love Jesus in one place. And so we sat out there at a house in Stanton and we came up with this, hey, let's get everybody, you know, what are we going to call it? I mean, we sat there for hours as Young Life leaders went around. And of course, at that time, I couldn't have told you the difference between a Presbyterian, a Baptist, a, a Methodist, a Pentecostal. I couldn't have told, I didn't know. I didn't know the difference. I just knew I got born again. Okay, and I knew Jesus had saved me and I wanted to tell everybody and I wanted everybody else to, to, to find Jesus. That's all I could tell you. And I remember the first, the first person that came to mind when we said, well, who are we going to get to speak? Well, we, and it was Brad Huddleston, you know, because God had used him already to, to plant a, a Christian radio station, you know, and, and he was on the air every morning and he was talking about Jesus and he was talking about getting saved and, and he was playing music that we had never heard before. I mean. You know, if you listen to the AM Christian stations, you didn't hear that kind of music. And, uh, 
And it was just amazing. And, you know, when war games started going on, and it was held right over here at Expo, hundreds of young people came out to that event. And, and we had John Ward leading worship. And, you know, most of the churches had never even, they, you know, we used to do worship when worship wasn't cool. <laughs> it wasn't accepted in the church. It's sort of like, you know, I was country when country wasn't cool. You know, well, we were worshipers when worshipers, me and worshipers wasn't cool. Okay, it wasn't accepted. And, and uh, I'll never forget, we, 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 gave, we got to the altar call. We had a blast. We had all kinds of crazy fun things that went on all day long. But, man, when we got to the end and, and Brad was preaching, and he was preaching repentance and giving your heart to Jesus and selling out and surrendering, and I'm telling you, over half of that crowd came forward at the altar. I'm talking hundreds of young people came forward. And then we had another one like a month and a half later, and, and, and we had double the amount of people. And, 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 and there again, hundreds came forward. Then we went up to Rockingham County and had like 600 young people, and hundreds of young people came forward. And we did it again, and hundreds more came forward. And it, was, it was truly a revival like we had never seen, experienced, and it was just awesome. I mean, that's the only way to, to say it. But God so used Brad back in that day. Because there again, he had this two-hour program every morning. And I tell people, man, I would get up at 6 o'clock every morning pretty much, and I would cut my radio on. And if you know me, I don't like to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, okay? I'm a night owl, you know? And I, so it was a sacrifice for me to get up that early. And I'd cut that radio station. I would just listen, man. As young people would call in, they're like, man, we went to youth group last night. And two of my best friends came, and they got saved. And, you know, and, and it didn't matter, the denominations. It was, un, it was unreal. It was just the body of Christ coming together. And we're believing and we're praying and we're hoping that God's going to do that again. You know, it was called war games. And the funny thing is war stood for we are ready. And one thing we found out very quickly as we got going with this thing is we were not ready. <laughs> you know, we thought we were ready, but we weren't ready. Um, praise God. You know, Brad's been used on Christian radio, youth groups, his church, and way beyond, as you already know. God used him to help start that Christian radio station. Um, and it blessed the valley for years and years. Even after Brad was no longer there, it was just a blessing to many of us. They've been ministering for over 20 years all around the world. And many years ago, God gave Brad insight into the world of digital addiction. And he authored two books um, that reached all over the world. Many of you know that. I was talking to John Justine this morning. He's a missionary to Thailand. And he said it was really a pretty cool uh, moment when he teaches at the school there in, in, in Thailand. And he said that he, he looked down at one of the, the pieces of curriculum and here's Brad's digital cocaine is part of the curriculum that they're teaching all the missionary kids in Thailand. And he's like, I know that guy. They're like, are you kidding? No, no, we're good friends. We're friends, you know? And, and he told me today, they've, they've been able to reconnect because John can't be in Thailand and they can't be all over the countries and, and all, over, all over the world. And, and, and now there's an opportunity with them reconnecting that now Brad is gonna very possibly, Lord willing, is gonna go over to Thailand and join them. And, and John was so excited just sharing that this morning. Yeah, if you go to the next slide, please. You know, in Mark 16, 15, it said, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation. What's really neat is that it says, and once that is done, then the end will come. You know, the next verse is Matthew 28, and it says it a little bit different. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, I find it really interesting that Matthew, he didn't say teaching them to believe all that I've commanded you. He said teaching them to observe or to obey all that I've commanded you. So many times in, in our churches, 
that, that, that's, we just want people just to believe like us. We, we're, we're, we're okay with, with people that don't, that we're, we're, we're actually, a lot of our churches are okay with, we don't want to use the term saved. We don't want to use the term born again anymore. We don't want to have altar calls anymore. And I'm so thankful that, that there again, there's a voice, there's a minister that's willing to go all around the world and, and, and say, man, if you need Jesus, if you need Jesus, stand up. And he's, and he's bold with, with the message of, of, of Jesus Christ. And, and guys, I'm telling you, we are losing those voices in the world and in the earth today. And so I'm here in, in 100% support of these guys and what their mission is and what they're doing. And I know you are too. That's why you're here tonight. You can go to the next slide. What are they doing now? You know, we talked about the past. What are, we, what are these guys doing now? Well, we show you the world outreach. Still, still Brad is on using technology. He is still teaching all around the world. He's still able to touch lives in different countries. He's going to California this upcoming week. He's going to New York in a couple of weeks. I mean, God is still using them, you know, all around the world through Christian education. I don't know about you, but it's exciting to know that he has relationships when he gets home, that he's, he's got a relationship with Grace Christian School and Ridgeview, uh, Ridgeview Christian School. And he's sowing into the kids that are there. And the parents, you know, the reason why those, most of those kids are there is because the parents are very concerned about the educational system. And, and Brad and I have talked at, at, at length about it, you know, what's going on in those situations. You know, back, uh, back this summer, I got, a, I got a call or a text from Brad. And he said, hey, can we, get, can we have coffee? And I was like, sure. And, and, and God had started putting something on his heart about where we were at in, in the earth and where America was at. And, and I'd had the Lord speak something to me. And, and so we started just comparing notes and I had some other people share some things with me. And we said, you know what, what if things get really bad here in America? What, what are we going to do as leaders? You know, I don't know about you, but during COVID, I was one of the people that had to go into the grocery stores and, 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 and go take food to my parents and my in-laws and, and to people, you know, some of the widows from our church that didn't, don't have any kids and don't have anybody. And I tell you what, it was a real surreal moment. I got asked to just go get a little thing of dish detergent, you know, dish soap. For, and I went in there, I couldn't find any. I went to multiple places, couldn't find just some Dawn dish, dish soap anywhere. And I was like, man, Lord, I was like, what if something like this hits again? You know, and then people are going to call me. And guess what? I wanted to be ready to be able to take care of people, you know, as a Christian leader, as leaders in our community. So we got together, we started comparing notes and, and we started just doing a little Monday night meeting and some people thought we were crazy and some people still think we're crazy and, um, and that's okay. And, uh, you know, that's totally okay. You know, but we got together and we just started, we just started getting prepared. That's what the Lord told me. He said, when you're in the middle of a storm, if you're prepared, you have peace, you know, in the middle of a storm, if there's a, you know, if you've already got everything locked down and you've already got everything inside your garage and you, when the storm comes, you can just sit back with peace. You know, I can sit back with, I got a whole house generator, you know, years ago. And when the power goes out, 15 seconds, 10 seconds later, boom, that thing cuts on. I've got peace. You see what I'm saying? Anyway, we started doing that, and we started doing that for a number of months, and our goal was to let's get prepared, and then let's go back to living life. And that's what we did. And one of the things that was really cool through that is that a young man who was coming from the outside group, um, he rededicated his life to the Lord on one of those Monday nights. He hadn't been to church in 16 years, and I mean, he'd come in every week, and he'd be like, man, I was reading my Bible this week. Hey, my pastor preached that, that, that scripture that you talked about tonight. You know, he, he taught that last Sunday and, you know, we talked about it. if it wasn't for anything else, but for that one young man who we would have probably never gotten to know, but we got to know him through that meeting. It was all worth it. But what's really cool was out of that, what has evolved is an organization called City Elders. And for the last two months, Brad and I have been uh, reaching out to pastors and businessmen 
and politicians, civic leaders in our community. And we've been joining together on Friday mornings. And last Friday, we actually had 27 people here. And, and the whole concept of it is, is for the generals, the leaders of our community to begin to lock arms and say enough is enough is enough. The direction that we've been heading, we're not going down that road anymore. We've given up way too much ground. And it's just been amazing to see the people that have come and, and just, just the relationships that are starting to be built, to see the way the Spirit of God is moving, the way God is blessing the, the, the conversations. Just, it's been amazing. So pray for us, city elders, if you know anybody. Um, there again, that are Christians, that believe in being born again, that are either, you know, Chris, they're business leaders, you know, or civic leaders or pastors, please invite them. We'd love to have you come and be a part of what God's doing. And even if it's outside this area, bring them because our goal is that every, pretty much every county and city in Virginia would have a city elders group. And anyway, it'd be amazing. So if you have questions, just come see Brad and myself. Obviously, you know that Brad is working on his third book, and these books are being used uh, all around the world to encourage and touch people's lives. I'm excited to read this next book that he's working on now. But, you know, there again, if he has to go out, if he, if he has to go out and get a secular job, that's going to stop the work of the kingdom of God. He might not be able to finish that book. I mean, let's just keep it real. I mean, he might not. It takes a lot of work, a lot of time to be able to do these things, to edit the book, to go through it, to finish it, to make sure it's right, to make sure that everything is the way it should be before you release it. I mean, he's got to have time. You know, anyway, I'm excited about the new book. There's another thing that they're doing now, um, evangel evangelistic outreach. You know, Brad is always going here, there, wherever, uh, you know, a pastor will open the door. He's going and teaching seminars. He's been a cornerstone. He's been down at Breakthrough in Waynesboro. He's been um, in churches in Stanton. He's been being anywhere the Lord will open the door. He will go through and, and share the gospel and also, you know, use the digital platform ministry that God has shown him to open the eyes of, of so many of us that are really, we were blinded by this. We, I mean, we really naive and didn't really see what was going on. And so I'm thankful for these guys, really from my heart. Thankful for the ministry that they have. Thankful for what all they're doing. The next slide says the future. Well, that really depends on us. It really depends on us. You know, because of the COVID regulations in the earth, I'm going to be very nice and quiet here. Um, it has hindered a lot of, of people. And obviously, he's, he's, he's not able to go to most of the places that he was able to go before. And, and obviously, the, when you go, that's where you receive, you know, honorariums and offerings. And that's how, you know, they actually lived. He's an evangelist. He's, he's in the office of an evangelist. He also flows in the office of a teacher, you know. And I know that God's going to, I really believe with all my heart, through you guys and others, God is going to provide for them to stay on course and go forward and do what they're supposed to do. Real quick, we're going to watch a video. It's just about a minute long, and it just shows there again what they are going to do in the future. Where is Brad Huddleston Ministries headed? So if we can, just watch this, and then I'll come back up real quick. Thank you. What comes to mind when you think of missions, digging a well in Haiti, preaching the gospel to indigenous tribes in Africa? Those are great causes worthy of our support. You know, there's a new mission field. It's closer than you might think, and it's in desperate need of support. Perhaps you saw the documentary, The Social Dilemma. According to social psychologist, Dr. Jonathan Haidt, between 2011 and 2015, 
The number of teenage girls out of 100,000 in this country who were admitted to a hospital every year because they cut themselves or harmed themselves in some other fashion went up 62% for older teen girls and 189% for preteen girls. Even more horrifying, the same pattern occurred with suicide. The older teen girls, 15 to 19 years old, they're up 70% compared to the first decade of this century. The preteen girls, who have very low rates to begin with, they are up 151%. And that pattern points to social media. For many years, Brad Huddleston Ministries has been reaching out to this technology-driven generation, and that includes self-harmers. By the way, this is not a stock photo. This picture was given to me by this teenager's mother, and she encouraged me to show it. This generation desperately needs answers. Will you consider sponsoring Brad Huddleston Ministries as we carry the good news of Jesus Christ to this new mission field? Thank you for considering us with your giving. Let's pray, amen. Father, we just come before you tonight thanking you so much for, for Brad and Beth and Lord, all the years that they've labored and all the work that they've done. If they quit today, Lord, I, I believe that you would say, well done. But Lord, I'm thankful that they're not, they have no, no, no dreams of quitting. And, and Lord, that you've got awesome, awesome plans in store for them. And you have a lot, lot, lot more work for them to do. And God, I just pray tonight that you would just speak to hearts. Speak to our hearts, Lord, and let us know how we can help them, how we can bless them. Lord, we want to give. Lord, I believe that the reason why everybody came tonight is because they want to give. And I pray, Lord, that you would speak and you would just put on each one of our hearts, Lord, whatever we can do. Lord, to keep this ministry moving forward, to keep it alive, to keep it just thriving. Lord, we need you. We need you right now. We need you in America. We need revival. And God, Lord, I believe it's only going to come, Lord, through vessels who are willing to lay down their lives and touch heaven. Lord, I just thank you again for tonight. Thank you for each person that has shown up. Thank you for last night. Uh, thank you for the good things that happened last night. Thank you for Brad and Beth. Lord, just be with us tonight, Lord, as, as we leave and, and just help us, Lord, even right now, Lord, as we go to this next part and bless it, anoint it, multiply it, that your kingdom would be advanced. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. You've got some cards on your table. And if you could, just, just take them. Um, we'll read with you. It says, I would like to support Brad Huddleston Ministries in the following ways. Number one, I commit to pray for Brad Huddleston Ministries and upcoming events and needs. If you're willing to pray, we, we talked about last night that prayer is, is probably the most important thing that you could do. Seriously, is pray for them. Pray for strength. Pray for God to just be with them. Um, pray that God would meet all of their needs, that God would open doors. I mean, just keep them covered in prayer. So if that's you, would you please just, you know, check that box. The next box is I will partner with Brad Huddleston Ministries with a regular gift of, you know, and, and so many times, you know, you think, well, man, $10, $20 a month. Well, how is that going to help? Well, you know, if a lot of people just gave a little bit, it would actually multiply and go really, really far. So don't think that any gift that you can do is too little. Um, the next one is, you know, if you want to just give a love offering, one-time gift, there's a space there. You know, if you want to use a credit card or whatever, and, you know, down at the bottom it says check. If you would like to get emails from these guys, just information. And so you can keep up with them and you know what's going on and you know how to pray better when you know where they're heading and, and all that stuff. If you could, just please take a few minutes and fill these out.
And uh, thank you so much for being here. It really is a blessing to have everybody here. Hope you enjoyed the coffee. Hope you enjoyed the cake. Could we do me a favor and give uh, Ben Corsi and Emily just a hand of applause? And thank them. They took out their time to make the coffee. Also for Sam back here running all the audio video. He's been here for hours and hours. So, Brad, thank you for, again for inviting me and letting me be here with you. Love you, brother. All right. Can we give it up for Brad and Beth real quick? Well, thank you guys again. And uh, feel free to, uh, after you consider the cards and so forth at your table, just feel free to hang out all you want in fellowship. And uh, I'll just go ahead and close in prayer, if that's all right. And then you can continue whatever it is you're doing at the table there. But let me, let me bless you. And uh, that way, if you have to slip out, because we did tell you an hour and we're five minutes over that in America, that's a sin. So, okay, I'm bitter. Just kidding. <laughs> all right, let's pray. Father, thank you that you've surrounded Beth and me with such good friends. I don't know, Lord, what we would do without them. Uh, but you have provided, and we're so thankful, God. So, Lord, when we do part, uh, tonight depart from here we just pray that the angel of the lord would encamp about all of us god as we go our separate ways in a little while for those that are able to hang out for a bit lord give us good koinonia good fellowship lord jesus we just love you father god our hearts cries for revival we just come to you tonight as a group lord and we ask you to do it again god grant us a great awakening we are so so desperate to see you move. It's in Jesus' name we ask these things. Everybody said?